When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Monday, June 13th, welcome to Not Gambling Advice. Today, I'm welcoming Colby Olson and Clay Snowden, our fantasy writer on JustBaseball.com, also covers the Reds for us. We're doing the waiver wire episode. We got waiver pickups for you for this week in fantasy baseball, as well as a pitcher to stream first. Colby has sunglasses on because he said he's sick of my shit because I am falling in love with pitchers due for regression that continue to shove. Number one is Cal Quantrill. Number two is Dakota Hudson. And number three certainly isn't Brad Keller because he just got pieced by the Orioles. But Colby, why are you so upset with pitchers who continue to dominate when I tell you they're going to do it? I'm just putting my blinders on and, and these sunglasses give me the power to see the true analytics, the true truth behind these players. And, and I don't need your eye test to do that. So this is my eye test right here. <laughs> and while you have sunglasses on clay, clay has the stats and uh, he came through and gave us some great streamers and waiver pickups last week. Clay, give us the recap on how we did last week for our pickups. Yeah. So overall we did pretty well. Um, Alejandro Kirk was somebody who we talked about early in this over the past seven days, 471, 550, 706, two home runs, tacked on three RBIs as well. One player that I said to pick up was Christopher Morrell, who plays for the Cubs. I think everyone's starting to catch on a little bit. Um, he had a little bit slower week, but still 278, 316, 611, one home run, one double, a triple, two RBIs, just did a little bit of everything. Um, no, no stolen bases this week. First week, he's not had a stolen base. Garrett Cooper, 474, 545, 737 home run, four runs scored as well. Daniel Hudson was a guy who I said to pick up because he would get a save, and he did get a save. However, he also, in his two outings, one good outing with the save, one outing where he gave up three hits and two runs. So um, I apologize for that. The two starters that we said to pick up, Colby mentioned Edward Cabrera. Great, great pick by Colby. Six innings, two hits, one run, two walks, and four Ks. Got the W. I said to pick up Graham Ashcraft. Six innings, three hits, no runs, no walks, four Ks, and got the W. So we are here to kind of toot our own horn a little bit to start off a Monday. I like yeah, I mean, I think that's that's always granted. It, it's just good. It's not just really to toot your own horn, but it's it's good just to kind of give a recap and say, hey, this is what we gave out last week. I hope everybody enjoyed. And if you didn't, if you didn't pick up those guys, you know, have a little trust in us because we might know a thing or two. Graham Ashcraft, Clay, what a call that was. I think he was, what, 5% owned? So Yeah, he was, I think, 5.6% owned. Um, he's pitching right now and did not have the best first inning. Um, but we don't need to talk about this. This isn't about right now. This is about the Graham Ashcraft from er earlier this week. You know, he, he's a rookie. He's going to have some bumps. But from what I've seen and what he's flashed, he's somebody who needs to be owned in any league, especially over a 10-man league. 
the thing is with Graham Ashcraft, he's so talented and, and he's pitching so well right now, but the K numbers aren't that high. Are you worried about that? Do you expect those to tick up? What are your thoughts on that? Um, no, I don't really expect them to tick up there. He, he's a ground ball pitcher, Wizard. but if you like Dakota Wizard. Hudson, why, why do you give a shit about the K numbers from Graham Ashcraft, right? But just, uh, no, I, a, I think he's just Clay. a rookie. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm curious if you yeah. see more swing and miss it, through his starts that you think you could project down the line. From what I've seen um, from, from watching in the past, there's a little bit more maybe, um, but I mean, he, he, he's just a ground ball guy that, that, that that's, that's what kind of his profile. So no, <laughs> I don't expect him to go out and have like an 11, um, an 11 K outing or anything like that, but Four, five, six, maybe, sure. Yeah, he was a guy that struck out, you know, a batter per a batter per inning in the minor leagues. I don't think he'll do that in the major leagues. But I think the interesting thing with Graham Ashcraft is is how you know crafty he is. Graham Ashcraft, of course, he's crafty, but it's fun. He just misses misses barrels, and and that's important. But before Peter, I'm gonna throw it over to you first. Before I do that too, I wanted to bring up um, Bobby Dahlback because he's a guy that that I've brought up the last two weeks on this show as not a guy to pick up, but a guy to monitor because. I, I just felt that he was getting hot. He's hitting the ball hard. He's hitting the ball in the air more. And now he's homered in back-to-back games since May 3rd, going back more than a month now. It's 247, 330, 435. And yeah, that doesn't jump off the page. It's like something insane. But, you know, a 760 OPS over a month is, is good. But what I've seen in June makes me think that there's a lot more in the tank here. Like, like I said, he's homered in back-to-back games. But his fly ball rate this month is up to 52%. Also, what I talked about before with Bobby Dahlbeck is it just seemed like balls that should be getting out of the ballpark were not getting out of the ballpark. His home run per fly ball rate did not seem, you know, very sustainable for a guy that that hits the ball hard 47% of the time. Now that home run per fly ball rate is creeping up. This month it's 18.2%. I think he can sustain a home run per fly ball rate near 20% the rest of the way. And honestly, he's owned in 16% of the leagues. If you're in a power crunch, the Red Sox are starting to, to trust Dahlbeck more. They're playing him against right-handed pitching now. Um, I think now is not a bad time to pick him up, at least for the next couple weeks, because I think he's he's seeing the ball up really well right now. And um, I would I would be willing to wager that he hits a few home runs over the next two weeks. Well, Colby, you were right. I was wrong about Bobby Dahlbeck. We'll see who's right and wrong when we look back at the end of the season, but he certainly is hot right now. But I will stand on the mountain saying that Bobby Delbeck is not my favorite player and not a player that I'm going to own in fantasy. But if he, you know, he does well for your team, he does well for your team. It doesn't matter if I have him or not. There you go, man. Well, yeah, Pete, you you start us off. You start us off. Give us your your waiver guy. Yeah, let's talk. Well, let's talk about. Um, yeah, let's do waivers before we get into the pitching conversation. So my waiver pickup for this week is Ezekiel Duran of the Texas Rangers. So. Arm wrote an article on JustBaseball.com detailing some of the swing changes that Duran has made from the minor leagues and what made him rise through the ranks so quickly. And he's already off to a really good start. He's hitting 296 with a 321 on base percentage, 444 slugging. He's already got a home run and he has more speed in there. He's in the 97th percentile in sprint speed. I could see him starting to steal a couple of bases, but what that article entails and arm did a really great job is that Duran in the minor leagues had some swing and miss issues that his 
you know, he had a big leg lift and the way that the leg lift was, he couldn't really plant. And he was back in 2021. You're saying back in 2021, he just couldn't really plant. And he just wasn't getting into off-speed pitches at all. And it was just not a great showing, but there was so much potential there. He slowed that down a little bit. His swing is much simpler now and his all around game looks fantastic. I like him as a batting average guy. I think he can give you a little bit of pop and speed, and he's available right now in 2.8% of leagues. He can give you some middle infield depth because he qualifies as a second baseman. But my guess is, and this is a question for you guys too, because he can play some shortstop and he can even play some third base. I'm curious if we're ever going to get, I mean, with Corey Seager at shortstop, it's tough, but he could play some third. I see some positional eligibility coming for him soon but he would have to play a bunch of games there. What are your guys' thoughts on that? But at least as a second baseman, I love him. Well, is he a, is he a second baseman right now? He's He's been playing third base yeah. um, at the big league level so far, and I don't really see him playing much second or shortstop, obviously with, with Simeon over at second and, and Seager at short. But, Peter, I think you're absolutely right. He he made a big swing change, as Arm highlighted in his article. And if you want to check that out, you really should because it's it's a great article. Um, but he, he slashed his strikeout rate from 2021 from – you know, in the high, in the mid 30% to down to 18% this year in double A, you know, he's not striking out at the big league level right now, 22% hitting 308. It's a small, small sample, but Pete, I agree with you. This is a, this is an impact bat and they're going to give him run the rest of the year. I don't know why I said second base when I was going through his fantasy thing, for some reason I saw second base there, but I don't it think might, it actually is. He, he might be listed second in fantasy. That could absolutely be the, be the case. So, but regardless, um, Regardless, the bat is the play here. Yeah, he, he has, has eligibility on Yahoo real quick. Second base, shortstop, and third base already. So huge versatility there. Huge versatility there. Clay, who's your guy? So my guy is Bryson Stott, the second baseman slash shortstop for the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, 6.3% owned in ESPN leagues. As you may have known, Gene Segura went down with an injury and will be out for a long period of time, which means Stott is mostly going to be playing second base. Um, he has appeared at third base in, I believe, two games. So that's something to monitor in case he appears. You know, in, in ESPN, you have to get to 10 games at a position to get that el- eligibility. There's still a chance that he could do that, you know, at some point this year. His season stats do not look great. 189, 246, 330 on the year. But this is a rookie who's starting to find his stride finally after being sent back down to the minors was called back up the past two weeks, 333, 385, 722 with four home runs. The main thing I noticed with those home runs, all of them, and he, he, he is a left-handed batter. All of them are to right field. He's pulling the ball. If you look at his spray chart, all of his hits were towards the, I guess, left side of the infield and outfield. So when he was first up, he was kind of pushing everything and wasn't really having the confidence and I guess ability to adjust and start pulling the ball. And now we're starting to see that he's starting to get more comfortable and anyone that owned shares of Gene Segura just simply swap, swap him out for Bryson Stott. He is batting near the bottom of the order, but as you know, the Phillies have a new manager who just came in. If Stott keeps hitting, there's no reason why he shouldn't climb up the order. Some, um, Plus, you add that the new manager plus his hot streak. I mean, he th- this is a guy who had a 140 or more WRC plus pretty much the entire time in the minors. We know he can hit. 
He's starting to get comfortable. And now that I see that he's pulling the ball a little bit more, it might be time to, to pick him up now before it's too late. This is a top prospect. Bryson Stott is legit. Colby, you have something on Stott? Yeah, I was, you know, I was just thinking about comps because I, you know, some people like comps, some people don't, but I think it's always kind of nice to kind of understand who a guy is. And, and Clay talking about how Stott is activating his pull side more makes me think of a young Didi Gregorius. You know, back when he was 26, 27, 28 years old, he hit, you know, 20 to 27 home runs in each of those seasons with an average between 260 and 280. And, and to me, I could kind of see Stott developing into kind of a Didi Gregorius type player where he has a decent average. He gets into home runs, pull side, you know, steals five to 10 bags a year. And I, I think that's kind of what we'll see this year if he's activating into that pull side power. Absolutely. So who's your, who's your guy that you're picking up? Um, if we got Stott, we got Duran, who's your guy? So it, it seems like we're kind of on the, the middle infielder kick today. Um, I'm also going to bring a, another young middle infielder that I think has, has kind of, you know, like a Stott, like the Ezekiel Duran, that they're new prospects. But I'm going to talk about Luis Garcia on the, the Washington Nationals, who is mm. still just 22 years old. And I think, you know, he, he came up to the bigs when he was 20 years old and he's been up and down, up and down. Um, this year at AAA, though, he's really, really succeeded. And I think he has 300 upside. Um, he's hitting above 300 right now in, in 47 plate appearances. What really intrigues me about Luis Garcia is the approach, right? He has a strikeout rate below 20%. He's not walking much right now, but he had an 8% walk rate in AAA. So I think that approach will come. But a 113 mile per hour max exit velocity Show me, shows me that the power there is absolutely real. 45% hard hit rate, um, which is well above where it was last year. Uh, last year he had, you know, 250 plate appearances. Hard hit rate was at 30%. I don't think he was comfortable yet. Now I think he's starting to get more comfortable. He's hitting eighth in this lineup right now, but I see no reason why the, the Nationals are a bad team. I see no reason why they shouldn't bat him lead off in the future. Um, and I think he, he can work his way to a lead off spot, but, you know, outside of that, he's still getting runs and RBIs, even in that eight hole. So this is a guy that's just 7% owned. Uh, if you're in a deeper league, I think he's a, he's a high upside bat, but with that post hype that, that really hasn't really vaulted him to, you know, the eyes aren't on him right now. And I think that actually helps him. Go ahead, Clay. Yeah. And, and what I always think about when picking up players is playing time. And, and you mentioned he's on a rebuilding team. He's playing shortstop a lot right now. Um, because Alicides Escobar is not a good shortstop, and he's like 34 he's years, th th 35 years old. Um, even if they decide to play someone else at short, he can move back to second where he originally came up as. Because right now it's um, Hernandez who could easily be shipped off, and he's playing well too. And he just seems like one of those guys who's the rest of his career are going to be one-year deals traded at the deadline type players like, like he was last year in Cleveland. So I think the playing time is going to be there. The upside's there. Um, I picked him up in our league that we are all in. And I actually haven't met the utility role right now because I just want to get his bat in there and see, and see what it can become. Absolutely. P, I, I just want to mention, I mean, it is just crazy how not talked about this guy is, despite just turning 22 a month ago. Crazy. He's been in the major since he was 20 years old. And I think... He's just finding his way. So I, I definitely got to put on your watch list at least.
absolutely put Luis Garcia on your watch list. And before we talk about some pitchers to stream, let's talk about prize picks because we have been on a roll. Three days ago, we had a flex win, which is the great part about prize picks. If you win four of five, they'll still 2X your money. Then the next day, we won all five, 10X the money. Next day, we did it again. If you want to play with us all season long, use the link in our episode description. You They'll fully match your deposit. So if you deposit 100, you get 100. Whatever you deposit, they will match it if you use the code Just Baseball, or you can use the link in our episode description. Prize Picks is the sponsor of Not Gambling Advice, and we're having so much fun. If you want to join our Twitter Prize Picks spaces, where we pick them together as a community. I'm not taking all the credit because a lot of smart people are coming in. Colby included. Clay's even been in there in order to make the ultimate prize picks. That link is in our episode description. Click that link. Join us all year. Might as well use some free money for prize picks. So I will start with my fantasy pitcher that I want to stream this week. And it's not that I cheated, but this guy is, you know, he's in. He's available in only... 37% of leagues. So we might be owned in your league. I know he's owned on mine, but Alex Wood of the San Francisco Giants, his schedule this week is unreal. He faces the Royals on Monday who can't hit a lefty. Then he goes and faces the Pirates who can't hit a lefty. And what I do like about Alex Wood as well is that right now he's got a 4.23 ERA, but he's got a 3.91 X ERA. I think he's due for some positive regression as well because Alex Wood is better than a 4.23 ERA that he's shown thus far. And with how good his matchups are, I think it's criminal to at least not start him. Even if you have him, just make sure he is in your lineup because Alex Wood should have a great week, probably two wins on the slate, and we might even see a shutout from him. I got nothing to add there, man. I think that's, you know, if he's still own or if he's still available in your league, run, run, run to pick him up. Pete, I, this is not my streaming option for the week, but before I pass it over to Clay, I just wanted to bring up another guy that's, he's owned in 45% of leagues. So just available in, you know, a little bit more than half of leagues, but Spencer Strider, if you have mm-hmm. not picked up Spencer Strider, you need to go run and do that right now. He just struck out eight guys against the the Pittsburgh Pirates last last uh last start five and two thirds this was a reliever like a long reliever for the Braves but they've been building him up to be a starter and he is electric he's striking out more than 13 per nine right now so run and go get him if you don't have him I mean there's a huge pitcher crunch in every league right now you probably cannot find pitching and and this is like kind of your last hope at finding like a really really good arm on the waiver wire Absolutely. And the guy he faced, Rosny Contreras, is another guy who you should pick up too. Big strikeout arm, just throws gas. Good pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, Clay, who is your pitcher that you're streaming this week? Yeah. Um, speaking of a pitcher crunch, I am really digging deep. And today I'm wearing my Detroit Tigers pullover. Not because they are a fantastic team that I'm cheering for. <laughs> Not because it's Tarek Scoobal Day on Sunday as we are recording this. But because my streaming pitcher is Bo Brisky. Wow. It was owned in 0.5% of the leagues. Now let me get into why before you just turn off the episode. <laughs> he is slated right now to pitch Thursday in Detroit against the Texas Rangers. His home ERA, 3.63 in 22 innings, a 1.2 whip. Past three starts, 
3.13 ERA. That's 17.1 innings, three walks to 13 Ks. He's not going to strike out a lot of people. He's not going to pitch the sexiest game. Um, but when you look at all of his stats so far this year, you have to consider who he's played. He's pitched at Dodger Stadium, at Houston, at Tampa Bay, at Minnesota, at Yankees, and then at home against the Blue Jays. I mean, this guy has faced nothing but great teams. 4.34 ERA on the year, um, a 107 pitching plus. Now, I like this matchup against the Rangers because the Rangers are 23rd in average, 28th in on-base percentage, and 21st in OPS. They are really winning more games off of home runs. Well, this game is going to be in Comerica Park in Detroit where you don't hit a ton of home runs. So this is one of those leagues or, you know, I'm I'm not picking an all-star here. (laughs) I'm picking a guy for your 16-team league that you may need someone to come in for one start. Bo Brisky, he has flashed, I would say, MLB-level pitching at times. (laughs) And I – I'm, I, I don't know. I'm going to roll the dice if I'm in a league and I just need a pitcher this week. And I mean, it's I mean, not gambling advice, but we may be looking at the Tigers money line in that game. If that matchup makes sense. And Colby, you have something about Bo. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to say like, obviously Bo has been not great. And like he, he's been thrown through the gauntlet thus far, yeah. like Clay was saying, but yeah, 4.34 ERA, a 6.43 X ERA. But I think Clay's onto something here. This guy wasn't just some random pitcher like he actually had some pedigree in the minor leagues um in double a last year he he had a 2.66 era didn't walk many guys i think you're you're getting a decent at best pitcher here but i, I like it man if he's not owned half percent owned yeah I like yeah it. like i said i'm not winning your league this week okay <laughs> but sometimes you you know pitchers get injured you need somebody you don't like the other matchups Anytime someone's pitching at Comerica, check. I like that to begin with. Yeah. And okay. then when, when, when you think of the Rangers and kind of yeah. how they win games and what that lineup could look like, um, I was thinking, you know, Thursdays are typically off days for a lot of players because they're usually day games. However, this game for the Rangers is coming the day after a day game. So I don't expect the lineup to be too – too di- different I guess a lot of the everyday Rangers may have that Wednesday off if they're slated for an off day um, but I I just like what I see from Bo, Bo Brisky his numbers are skewed due to the fact that he's a rookie who's 24 years old who has faced like every good team he's faced the twins twice actually um, so I I don't know I like Bo Brisky to get you a decent start and if you're in a points league I think the last two outings, he's put up like 17 points and 11 points, which is totally acceptable for a streamer. Absolutely. And and with a guy like Bo, I mean, I gave out Alex Wood, who's only owned in 37% of fantasy leagues, but you can go pick up Bo, who's basically going to be available in every single league. Who owns Bo Brisky is my question. But Who they are should. the 0.5% out there? But after hearing Clay break it down, you got to own Bo Brisky this week at least because he's got that great matchup. Colby, throwing it over to you to wrap. Who is your fantasy pitcher that you're streaming this week? I mean, maybe the Tigers are starting to get a little hot streak going. I could see that coming because I'm also on a Tigers pitcher. And this is a guy I've, I've pitched before. I think about a month ago, I pitched him as a streamer. And I think he's the perfect streamer because, again, this guy has pedigree. First round pick, Alex Fajardo. Hmm. He gets the White Sox on Wednesday. 
And Fajardo has not been perfect, right? He's striking out just under seven per nine. He's walking less than three per nine. He has a 2.2 or 2.9 CVRA. So really, really good numbers there so far. A 3.92 FIP. There's definitely some room for regression. He's given up mostly solo home runs, but I'm not going to let that matter much for me this week because, like I said, he gets this White Sox lineup that cannot hit righties, man. They have a 78 WRC plus against righties this year. And there's been some talk about the White Sox getting their offense going as of late, but still they just have a 111 WRC plus since June 1st. So I'm going to chalk that up to... I don't know what I'm gonna chalk that up to, but I don't think their offense is really that going right. Um, so I think he has a really, really good matchup against the White Sox has some K upside could get you a quality start. I think he could get you a win here. I, I don't think the White Sox are that, that crazy good. So I like Fajardo. Colby. I think he has more strikeout upside than you're giving him credit for because he started off, you know, only, only has 28 strikeouts this year. I mean, 28 strikeouts and in 37 innings isn't bad. But in his last 10 innings, at least in June, he has 12 strikeouts in that span. He's lowered his walk rate and the whip is down as well. So the more starts that Fayeto has, just the better he looks. And he's also, this is a, this is not a guy who just came out of nowhere. This was a big time pitcher at the yeah. University of Florida who got drafted and has just dealt with arm injuries, finally getting some notice, finally able to pitch healthy in the big leagues. And we're all starting to see that potential that we saw back in college. Yeah. He he's uh, he's gone at least five innings in every single start this year, and he's not given up more than two earned in any start this year. So let's hope he keeps that going on Wednesday. And if you're really smart, you pick up Fajardo Wednesday, you pick up brisky Thursday. It's a, it's a tiger's week. It's a tiger's week on not gambling advice. Clay, what do you have before we let the people go? One more thing on the tigers. A thing to consider is their bullpen has been awesome. Their bullpen has really pitched well. Um, Gregory Soto, the closer, who has kind of been a coin flip closer, as I like to call it, um, he's been playing well. And that's Good. a guy who, when he's on, he can dominate. Yep. And um, if, if you can get a lead going into that bullpen, I know we're talking about the Tigers here. But as a fantasy owner, like, if it's a 4-2 to two game in the sixth inning and the Tigers are up, like, I feel pretty good about that holding. It's the Tigers offense that we all have questions about. And that may limit the win upside, but it certainly doesn't limit the fact that Bo could go six innings and then he'll be relieved by guys like Michael Fulmer and Gregory I was, Soto. Yeah. I mean, the Tiger, if I, if I told you Clay and Colby at the beginning of the year that on June 13th, the Orioles and the Tigers would have one of the best bullpen units in the game of baseball you would think to yourself, Peter, you're just, you're going off the deep end with your pitching stuff. But really, those two bullpens have been elite this year. And again, love Alex Wood this week. And Ezekiel Duran is my waiver pickup. Just go around the horn, give us them, and then we'll say goodbye. Um, I'm not even going to close out with that. I'm going to close out with Michael Fulmer, 2.45 year, right? He's been filthy this year. So if Gregory Soto ever goes down, run and get Fulmer to pick up those saves. But Again, on the Tigers, I posted this on JB Stats and Info, so go follow that. The Tigers this year have two players with more than 100 plate appearances that have a positive war. They have eight offensive players with more than 100 plate appearances that have negative war. So you don't have to look to the pitching to explain the Tigers' struggles. You just got to look to that terrible offense. Clay, send us off, baby. 
Alex Lang, another great arm in the Tigers bullpen. We're doing Tigers around the horn here, baby. My, my two picks, Bryson Stott, shortstop, second baseman of the Philadelphia Phillies, and, of course, Bo Brisky. I guess Colby decided that he doesn't want to run through his. Also, another stat about the Tigers. Tigers have hit 30 home runs this year. Aaron Judge has 24 home runs. So it is also <laughs> interesting there, too. So that'll do it for this episode of Not Gambling Advice. Colby, do you want to do you want to leave them with your picks? Or yeah, you I'll leave them with my you're picks. On so your, you're, you're I brought up Bobby Dahl back again. Okay, um, I think you got to look at him. Luis Garcia, second base shortstop, post-hype guy for the Nationals. I think he takes over that leadoff spot eventually. Alex Fajardo is my streamer. And do not forget about Spencer Strider. If he's out there, please go pick him up. Absolutely. So that'll do it for Monday's episode of Not Gambling Advice. Check out that prize picks link in our episode description. Go follow Clay on Twitter. His Twitter tag will be in our episode description as well, as well as Colby. And join us at 2 p.m. Eastern every single day for our Twitter prize picks spaces. And with that, thank you.